I quit my job in October of 2021. Heard this story before? Yeah, well, here's mine. I had a two-year runway to dedicate to my indie projects, including a book, podcast, a tutorial package, content marketing, and two games. Let's cover the timeline, what went right, what went wrong, and community Q&A. You're listening to Make the Game with Matt Hackett. Starting with the timeline, the first half of 2022 was fairly productive. The rest, not so much. The first quarter started strong. On March 15th of 2022, I released my book, How to Make a Video Game All by Yourself. One month before that, I announced it in one of my most popular tweets ever. And going back and looking at the timeline, what I think is interesting is that the week before the book launched, I worked on a seven-day roguelike game jam. The result is called Witchy. It's a playable game on my itch page. And then two days after the book launched, I made my first commit to Witchmore, a game I've been working on for a while. So in those first three months, I launched my book and I made a little game and then I started working on my next game in earnest. For the next two months, I worked on Witchmore and my new podcast, Make the Game with Matt Hackett. And then the rest of the year was less productive, ending with a health scare. May 10th is when the podcast came out. For the next couple months, I podcasted and worked on my tutorial package, Making Big Indie Games. And then the next month in September, I announced Witchmore. Then in late September, I had severe health issues. I ended up going to the ER and I had months of issues, just pain and discomfort after that. And sadly, that was about it for my year. I posted some, kept podcasting a bit, but otherwise had no major releases, no major developments. Pain and discomfort kept me from moving too hard or too fast. So this is my reminder to take care of yourself, friend. In 2023, I tried to move past my health issues and focus on being productive. This is the year when my content marketing efforts kicked into full gear, starting with my first viral tweet, the Game Dev Difficulty Tears. I expect that some of you listening to this podcast discovered the podcast through those tears. The first half of 2023 is when I found my stride as an indie book marketer and, I guess, game dev comic artist. I also collaborated with some fellow developers and creators in a bid to increase my podcast and YouTube subscribers. February 8th is when the Game Dev Difficulty Tears launched, and then April 24th was the Steam Dev Cheat Sheet, another viral post. The very next day was an episode of Make the Game called Fruit Ninja Designer Luke Muscat Talks Going Solo Dev. And then by May of that year, my comics had reached 2.5 million views, which is really good for me. Those comics are kind of the most popular thing I've ever made. On May 23rd is my most popular podcast, Steam Game Marketing Gold with Chris Zukowski. Talking to Luke and Chris was especially influential to me. Their advice made me ravenous to start on a new project, and so I did with Pixel Washer. What's kind of interesting to me is I think that around this time, because of my health issues, I noticed that I just had less to work with. Which more in my head was this really ambitious game, and I could tell it was going to take another two years to make. And so not only had I been learning all these new ideas and processes from talking to people like Luke and Chris, but I had the desire to make a smaller game, one that I could accomplish while being unwell. So the rest of the year would go into making Pixel Washer, working on content marketing, and other promotional efforts. June 20th is when I did the weekend game jam for Pixel Washer to kind of jumpstart things. On August 1st, I released Making Great Game Trailers with Derek Liu. This had a big influence on me too. On September 26th, I released Main Project Syndrome with Ben Anderson, and that talk had a big influence on me as well. Then two days later, on September 28, 2023, I co-hosted JS Game Dev Summit. That was a bit of a beast. I had to wake up maybe three days in a row at like 6 a.m., something like that. The conference itself was, I want to say, seven hours of being on and ready. And I remember being worried that my health issues would prevent me from performing at my best, but it ended up working out. 
So getting into October, the remainder of 2023 was largely a wash, continuing health issues, holidays, families visiting, cooking feasts, distractions, and my own poor planning all conspired to keep major projects from moving forward. I wanted to ship more products in that time, but the only worthy project to come out of this period was Pixel Washer. It is shocking how fast two years can go by. At the beginning, it felt like I had all the time in the world. A book, a tutorial package, a game, another game, a summit, no problem, throw them all in the pile, I'm sure I'll get them all done. But before we get into that, let's get into what went right. These last two years have been great and a lot of things went really well. If I had to pick the five things that went best in order, they would be number one, how to make a video game all by yourself. If I did nothing else right during this period, at least I have my book. I launched it right away in my journey and it's been received better than I had ever hoped. It's been rated higher than I thought it would, it's sold better than I expected, and continues to sell more and more over time. I'm pleasantly surprised and very grateful. I didn't know what kind of impact how to make a video game all by yourself would have on my life. How could I? I'd never written a book before. Now that I have, I've become an advocate for self-publishing your own book. Here's why. One small scope. Compared to a whole ass video game, a book is easy and I wrap big quotes around easy. Two, it justifies dev outreach. This is something my old indie company Lost Decade Games agonized about was we would attract a bunch of devs and then not have any products for them. They would ask like, can I buy your engine or something? And we had nothing. Now I'll make a podcast or a game dev comic or something and people are like, hey, I love this. I'm like, cool, buy my book and it works out great. Three, legitimacy. Folks take you more seriously when they see you're a published author. I was talking to a publisher not that long ago, and they were like, when was your last game launched on Steam? And I said, 2016, that was Indie Game Sim, which at this point was, no, eight years ago? Come on. And you know, I could tell they didn't love that, but I wrote a book in that time, and that's pretty impressive. It shows, it's almost like a degree, right? It shows that you can stick to a project and get it done. Number four is physicality. Indie games are primarily digital. Physical games exist, but they're more rare, right? In this space, something tangible, such as my paperback book, feels like a healing salve in your hands. What went right number two is content marketing. It's hard to argue with the book sales. It's sold over 6,000 copies now, and it surely wouldn't have without my content marketing efforts. On my website, vladria.com, you can see the article version of this podcast has a infographic that shows the Steam Dev Cheat Sheet and how it impacted book sales over a, almost a week. The game dev tiers, the multiple Steam dev cheat sheets, comics, and more have all gained millions of views on Twitter. Granted, I haven't really solved the puzzle on any other platform like YouTube or TikTok, but to me it's pretty clear that Twitter likes my game dev comics and memes. And all those comics link back to my stuff. They all help me sell books, it's great. What went right number three, friends and collaborations. What is a game dev journey if not the friends we make along the way? If I've done nothing else with these last two years, at least I've made some new friends and become closer with fellow like-minded devs and overall had a good time. These collaborations are one of the few things that really move the needle for me and my little company, Valadria. For example, it's no coincidence that my podcast with Chris Zukowski has twice as many plays as the average episode. I believe that collaborations are a major component of growing your audience. My advice is just to be careful and try to communicate thoroughly because I've had multiple collaborations fall through even after I'd spent days working on the projects. What went right number four, creative fulfillment. I don't know exactly how to describe this, but I needed to work on my new company, Valadria, for a couple of years. I just had to get it out of my system. I'd been low-key depressed for ages since my indie company, Lost Decade Games, shut down around 2016. I'm the sort of person who needs a creative outlet, but also some control over my destiny. Since my old company was no longer there to house my output, 
I had to replace that with something, and that something was Valadria. Through Valadria, I got to work on Witchmore. I got to indulge myself with devlogs and game dev comics and really whatever I wanted to work on. I went a little far with this, as I'll talk about in the upcoming What Went Wrong section, but if nothing else, I'm coming out of this two-year period refreshed and creatively fulfilled for the first time in years. Number five, what went right is the castle is built. Not only am I currently creatively fulfilled, but I've got the infrastructure now to ensure that I will continue to be creatively fulfilled. When the creative juices flow, I've got multiple avenues to direct them with a built-in process and audience. If I want a podcast, I've got a way to do that now, and I can upload my podcast to about 300 subscribers on Spotify. Not bad. If I want a blog, I've got about 800 newsletter subscribers ready to read. Sign up for my newsletter right now at valadria.com. It's good stuff. If I want to do a video devlog, I've got more than 1,400 subscribers on YouTube. That's not too shabby. If I want to make a game dev comic, I've got templates and almost 8,000 Twitter followers ready to go. And if I want to make a game, I've got robust game engines in the form of Witchmore and Pixel Washer and um, a whopping one Steam follower to send those games to. Basically what's gone right is there's a clear pipeline for making stuff. For anything I do, there's a process for doing it, and for anyone who wants to follow along, there are multiple avenues to do so. The castle is built right in my own backyard, and it's ready for more, and I am too. Now for what went wrong. Naturally, I knew some things would go wrong. I mean, how could they not, right? What's surprising to me is that I only expected the last item in this list. Everything else caught me completely off guard. So what went wrong number one is health, but I'm gonna call this one instead planning. There's this tiny little word in my book that's easy to miss, unknowns. Unknowns are things that we don't really know about and can't expect. I didn't expect to have health issues, but worse than that, I didn't even consider it a possibility. It's hard to measure, but I would guess I lost 30 to 40% of my time due to health issues. That is staggering. Maybe I could have shipped a game in that time. I mean, you know, probably not, but we'll never know now, will we? Take care of yourself, eat the right food, try to exercise, whatever, but none of us really knows what's going to happen with our health. We hope for the best and usually we're fine, but not always. To deal with this in the future, I'm going to add 20% or more to my estimates. When applying that to say the five days of our week, that's a whole day gone. Five days turns into four days. Six months is now less than five. Essentially, we have less time and need to move faster. But assuming there's less time is wise anyway, isn't it? We're all bad at estimating how long software takes, so let's just assume everything's going to take longer than we think. It's true most of the time regardless, so we might as well integrate it into our process. What went wrong number two, failure to launch. My company Valadria started strong with a book release in March of 2022. A few months later, I launched a tutorial package making big indie games, and I intended to keep launching new products like that. But did I? No, I didn't. Great job! It was part of my overall business plan to launch a new paid product about every three months or so. Most of my ideas for these products were for tutorials, maybe short books or asset packs or something. I think the reason I didn't keep up with this is because I wanted to focus on games, which take forever to make. Also, I was constantly distracted and derailed by the next two points, social media and publishers. What went wrong number three, social media derailing. If this section boiled down to just one mistake, it would be spending time on the wrong things. I spent way too much time editing videos for YouTube that almost nobody watched. The return on investment was just not there. I'd spend days, sometimes the entire week, on individual videos. It was so fun and creatively fulfilling, but I lacked the domain knowledge and connections to excel on that platform. Going further, I spent too much time on social media, especially Twitter. Remember earlier under what went well when I said content marketing went well? 
Well, in retrospect, I wasn't prepared for the mad dopamine rush you get when people actually give a shit about what you're working on. I obsessed over when to post, responding to as many folks as possible, and of course constantly creating shiny new comics for the bottomless gaping mouths of hungry indie devs starving for the next relief from the existential dread of pouring their hearts into games that yield disappointing returns. Sometimes I'd spend hours basically doing PR and community management. This stuff is good and important for businesses of a certain size, but I wasn't there yet. Instead, I should have focused more on product and business development. What went wrong number four, publisher derailing. Several publishers have reached out about my two games, Witchmore and Pixel Washer. Sometimes this outreach isn't interesting and I move on. Other times it's very interesting, but highly distracting. When you're in a position like I am, a year of funding is super tantalizing. It could mean the difference between focusing intensely on making your game or being spread super thin like I have between game development, content marketing, coaching, contracts, and whatever else. Publishers require lots of time and effort. They'll want a pitch deck, which takes a bunch of time to make. Simply researching publishers takes time, hours or days for sure. Here's a relevant question from Jeremy of the Vladria community on Discord. How many games have you played for fun versus research over the last two years? When I'm dedicated to working on my games, I'm usually not playing other games much. I think my head just can't get in it. But recently for research, I bought and played a bunch of games published by one of the publishers I've been talking to. They might want to know that you've done your research and have at least a surface level understanding of some of the bigger games in their portfolios. That alone took a day or two and felt more like work than fun, you know? This is another chunk of time I hadn't expected. I don't want to think about how long I've spent and probably wasted dealing with publishers in the last two years. Between emails, meetings, pitch decks, and especially working on demos, it could be months. I have more experience now, but no contract to show for it yet. Number five on what went wrong, lack of business focus. This is the only one that I expected and saw coming a mile away. My focus was on doing what I wanted, being creative and being happy. While that's all good and I'm very privileged to be able to have done that for a while, it does not make a business. Making money makes a business. Paying the bills makes a business. Since my priority was just make Matt happy, that's what we got. A fairly happy Matt, but no sustainable business. Yet. If I had focused on business more, I would have had a better business strategy, which would have made me less likely to get derailed by these outside forces. Here's a question from Hamza of the Vladria Discord. What would you do differently as a two years wiser Matt if you were to start now? So I guess I can kind of answer this in two ways. With another two year runway starting now, I would focus on Pixel Washer, since two years should be plenty of time to make it an absolutely amazing game. I'd finish it, promote it, and update it heavily, as long as it made sense to do that. In that time, I'd also live stream the development, constantly create promotional videos for TikTok, and experiment with attracting YouTubers to the game. Basically, now that I've got a playable game that I believe to be marketable, I would double down on it, make it as good as I can, and promote it as hard as I can. Here would be my plan of starting from scratch. One, release a new paid product every three months without fail. Two, commit to no new games. Instead, create concepts and pitch them on social media, waiting till one takes off in a very obvious way. Three, focus on content marketing efforts that are collaborations with cool people who want to help each other. Four, suck it up and do paid contracts occasionally to pay the bills. It's the indie way. And then five, plan for everything to take 20% or more longer than expected. Either way, I'd write another book. Speaking of which, go buy my book, How to Make a Video Game, All By Yourself. If you're really feeling generous, go buy my tutorial package, Making Big Indie Games. Good luck with your indie game this year. I know a lot of you want to launch a game in 2024. I just wanna say, you can do it. I believe in you. You have what it takes. You can make the game. 
And for anyone who wants to follow along, there are multiple avenues. Blah, 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 blah. 